This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Thursday, August 15th. This is episode 262. I'm Dan Ellis. I might be Ryan Duffy. Last I checked. Okay. I think I think you're good there. Oh, nice. I'm almost certainly Matt. Ooh. <laughs> almost certainly. What have you guys been doing? As certain as anyone can what's be. What's new? What's shaking? What's haps? What's happening? What's the haps? What's going down? Well, fuck, still trying to take over the world. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, I think uh, you might be Pinky. Oh, or I could be <laughs> the brain. <laughs> uh, I think I'll go with Pinky on the oh. <laughs> You have brain's forehead. I do. It's no hair there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... We got a callback from somebody. A callback? Yeah. For what? For for some show stuff. Some show stuff? Yeah. I yeah. don't know if you know him. His name's Jay Leno. Yeah. Yeah, he called us back. I don't know him. Who's that guy? He had a TV show for a while. He does a lot of car stuff, I guess. Hmm. It's, he's got a pretty big garage in LA. Yeah. Yeah, so he gave us a callback and gave us dates to go see him. Super duper. So To go see him? Yeah. Just like, hey, stop by my show. Or my or place. Pretty much. We'll talk about cars. Yeah, yeah. Does he sound like Christopher Walken a little uh, bit? I wasn't on the phone with him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we're going to go talk to him and some other people and try to get this TV show sold. Super duper. When are you doing that? Uh, Sometime in the next like two weeks. So you're going to fly out to California or what are you doing? Yeah, it'd probably yeah. be a fly out, say hi, get on a plane, fly back. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick. Yeah. Just get the uh, the sound bites that we need for the three-minute clip we need to send in with the celebrities that are saying how great this other guy is that we're trying to get the show made for. Mm. And, yeah. The the guy who did the Batman, the Batmobile yep, and all that stuff. did all that, that kind stuff. of stuff. What's his name again? His name's Gene Winfield. Gene Winfield. Most people probably don't know him, but I think if we get the show made... People will recognize a lot of his work. Lots more people will be made more aware of him. I I think uh, the nerddom kingdom would have some more trivia questions to ask. Yes. Like, who built the spacecraft for for Star Trek? Well, it was Gene Winfield. Who built the Back to the Future car for Back to the Future 2? Well, that was Gene Winfield. Hmm. Who helped build the Batmobile? Well, that was Gene Winfield. So he Hmm. helped build a lot of iconic Hollywood... TV cars and all that kind of stuff, which is why Jay Leno has always been a huge fan of his and has a lot of his custom cars in his shop. And oh. a lot of other big people like the guy quite a bit and are kind of like, he deserves this. He's 92 years old and still works his ass off in the middle of the Mojave Desert. Eesh. So, yeah. You'd think after 92 years, there would be no ass left to work. He's, well, he's pretty skinny. Yeah. He never got big because he works a lot. <laughs> uh, but he did. He worked a lot doing a lot of favors for people. 
So he wasn't about like, I need to make a shitload of money at this. It was like, Hey, I love doing this. Let me do this. I don't really care how much I get paid. Uh, like one of the recent things we found out that he did, I guess, apparently in the sixties, Cadillac had custom trucks you could order mm. that were handmade trucks. He was the one that handmade every single one of them. Oh, wow. Mm. A handmade truck. Yeah. It was like, you had to pay a lot of money for it, I guess. Yeah. I thought you made trucks out of metal. Yeah, but he used his hands <laughs> to shape that metal. <laughs> but, uh. Picturing him made of squishy hands. Uh-huh. Yeah. But we've also, through our endeavors with him, found out a lot of other really influential people really want to see him have a shot. For some reason, us hooligans here in Utah that made friends with Gene this past year are the ones helping him get it. And all the people that know the rich people are like, yeah, we'll help you. It's like, you could have done this yourself. Yeah. Yeah, but we didn't want to. <laughs> it's like, it's like, <laughs> that's but, more work for us. But they're giving us all the contacts with the networks. Like the one, one family that wants to help is like, oh yeah. Goes, no, we won't send it to Discovery. We can actually take this to them mm-hmm. and show them the idea. And it's not uh, like some production company for Discovery. Like, no, it's taking it to the network. Like, oh, oh, you guys can do that? Like, yeah, our father used to be a part of the network. Like, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> and uh, I guess the one the one thing they said was like, we'll take it to Discovery if they don't want it. We'll take it to History if they don't want it. Well, I guess we'll just fucking put it on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll just put it on Netflix. And we're not doing this to try to, like, actually make the whole show. Uh-huh. We're trying to sell the show and just retain some rights to it. Mm-hmm. So we would, we're just trying to sell it like, hey, up front, like just give us a big chunk of money mm-hmm. for the creative behind this and you guys go make it. Hmm. Hmm. It's an interesting thing. Well, I, that's yeah. very well, cool. Well, I hope it, I hope it works. Yeah. Yeah. That'd Congrats. be awesome, so. man. That'd be super cool. Yeah. You'll have, to, you'll have to post some selfies with you and Mr. Leno. That will, that will be fun. Mr. Leno. <laughs> <laughs> and you? I just have one thing because yeah. I have to drive in traffic both ways, surprisingly. Even at 11 o'clock at night going home. There's always all traffic fucking, in this fucking state. All the construction. construction. Yeah. yeah. So no matter what happens when the lanes slow down, there's always somebody that's got to swerve all over the place, right? Whether they can reach their yep. blinker in time or not doesn't matter. They're just all over hell trying to get through. Mm-hmm. So – there's a lot to say about people like that, but two things for sure. One, what makes you think that there's going to be an alley open for you to get ahead of everybody who's stuck in this? I'm important. Right. And two, what makes you think you're the one that should get it if something is open and available like that? Not the not the emergency vehicles, not incident management, not the tractor trailer drivers who still have to go all the way to Kansas tonight. You know, not the cabbies, not none of them. You, you, the guy who has to get home and sit on your couch because I haven't drank any coffee or any beer. I haven't smoked. I pay my tithing. I go uh, to church on Sundays. Yep. Me, 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 me. I'm special. Me Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So that's all. I did. I did have a guy a few weeks ago pull up next to me while we're stuck in that, you know. Mm-hmm. snail pace of uh, construction traffic. While we're stuck in that, you know. And uh, <laughs> he pulls up next to me and goes, you want to race? And I was like, what? 
I'm like, oh yeah, out the bumper in front. <laughs> yeah, of me. I'm like, oh yeah, let's race because he was making the joke that <laughs> we're moving so fucking slow. Like it was one of those nights where it was like, move two feet, stop. Mm-hmm. Move two feet, stop. Yeah. And I think it was because of that asshole you're talking about. Because come to find out, while that construction was going on, and there's only two lanes open, someone decided to flip their car in those two lanes. Yep. Yep. There's always some kind of incident, or or somebody who, no, and nobody knows how to do it, right? They they always ride that fucking merging lane, yeah, till the very last second, and then mm. and now you got to let fifty cars into one hole. And the lane that's got to let you guys in now can't go anywhere until all 50 of you fuckers get in. That's well, what stops it. When, as soon as you see the sign, merge over, over every other one. Yeah. And none of this bullshit racing by everybody down the side at 90 miles an hour. Ha <laughs> suckers. You're trying to live in a society and I'm like, fuck you guys. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I do what I want. Well, it's, it's just even I obey those kinds of rules. Like people in the state even don't. I do. Well, I'm just saying I'm not the most social person. Yeah. <laughs> but people don't read signs like the sign that says. Yeah, I don't no, know what they do when no, they drive. No towing in the left lane. And as I'm coming down here today, I had in the left lane a uh, guy going 60 miles an hour towing his boat, another guy towing an RV. It's like that says no towing. Dude, that's I, what you're doing. It doesn't mean a trail, a tractor trailer can't be here. It's like. You are included in that no towing in mm-hmm. the left lane. I can't tell you how many times I've driven next to people, like behind people doing that, and then I go around them on the right and then get in front of them and then roll down my window. And as we're passing the sign, like point I at point it, point at it the whole way and then <laughs> just wait for them to move over. And then they do every time. Like I've, I've got my arm all the way out of the car <laughs> pointing at the sign as I'm going past it. And <laughs> no towing in left lane, yeah. slower traffic move to the right. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I mentioned months ago that my dad got pulled over and given a warning because for, for he driving was doing too it. slow. He's one of those people that, as soon as they get on the fucking freeway, he Shoot merges right over. all the way yeah. left, like gets in oh. the left lane for no fucking reason at all. Like there could be no fucking traffic yep. on the road at all, but he's got to be in that left lane. Speaking of that, I almost got into a wreck going home last week because of that. Oh yeah. Somebody just getting on and yep. well, swinging clear out there. What is that? What? I don't know why they do that. I had a, so I was, I was probably doing 75. I I'd normally do 80. Yeah. But there's a car in front of me to my right. And he hit his brakes pretty hard. And I was like, oh, what's he slowing down for? So I kind of slowed down too because something must be coming. Mm. And it was a car fucking flying over all the lanes to get into the far left lane. And he was doing 60 miles an hour. Yeah, Jesus. And he got in that lane and stayed doing 60. And the speed limit's 70. Ah. Waiting to get into the carpool lane. And then he cuts a guy off to get in the carpool lane just to keep going 60. <laughs> oh, my God. Can't you just bump them a little? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> just give them a little nudge. While the right lane? Start just them fishtailing. Yeah, just enough. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm amazed at how I can get on and stay in the right-hand lane mm. and do 75 the whole way, just passing fucking everyone like they're not moving. Oh, yeah. It's like, this is the lane you're supposed to be in going slower, mm-hmm. but you're not. And now we're all fucking, now we're going to cause all kinds of fucking havoc and people hitting yeah. their brakes and... Or or last slowing week, everybody the fuck down because you're a dumbass and won't get out of the fucking yeah. left hand lane. We had, we had a guy having a cardiac emergency and the ambulance was short a driver. Mm-hmm. So when they were usually having a cardiac, they put two guys in the back and they only had two guys. So I had to drive the ambulance into Tooele and I'm on I-80. The the ambulance tops out at 79 miles an hour. <laughs> I-80 speed limit is 80 miles an hour. So I'm 
I didn't have, I had the lights on. I wasn't blaring the sirens. I'm like, I fucking can't pass you anyways. Yeah. But you stay in the left lane as an emergency vehicle because you're not supposed to pass them on the right. Mm -hmm. And I just had a whole stack of cars behind me. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I literally have the pedal to the fucking floor. Sorry. So sorry, Sorry. everybody. But uh, yeah, but then when you get off the freeway and I get onto the main drag, I'm doing 70. The speed limit's 55. And there's cars in front of me that aren't pulling over. And they're actually speeding up as I get behind them. (laughs) <laughs> there's an ambulance behind me i better, I better, go, I faster. better go faster <laughs> he's moving fast so i better go faster <laughs> so and it's just you know you do the whole thing where you hit the siren back and forth between different noises and sounds yeah and they finally people are like oh shit but it's that realization when they realize oh fuck there's an ambulance behind me where they slam their brakes on and then get over yeah well, I, I don't understand uh, the whole oh i better slow down real fast ass, while they're on my, my ass, ass. Yeah. well i try not to be on their ass because i know yeah. People tend to freak the fuck out when emergency vehicles behind them and they slam their brakes on before moving over. Yeah. A fucking, I, yeah, I, I'm really glad that I only have to commute to the office one day a week because I get stabby. Yeah. Yeah. And I have, I have those fantasies of just, yeah, you know, just nudging somebody a little bit, just give them a little, little, little nudge on one of the corners of their rear bumper. Just slide you out of the way a little bit. Look, look, Wait, we, that's your fantasy? Well, <laughs> do a pit I, maneuver? <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm trying to get that into real life. I, my fantasy is to turn them sideways and blow their whole fucking car over. <laughs> just T-bone them, uh, push them down the road. Yeah. I just want to put an LED screen on like the front of my car where it plays things in reverse. This is like, move the fuck over or display the speed limit. And they can look like, oh, I'm not even doing that. <laughs> I I joke around with my wife about wishing that I could be Magneto sometimes so I could just fucking chuck them out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just I get really bothered by the people who just camp in the left-hand lane yeah. and will not get out of it like, "Well, I'm doing the speed limit and so you shouldn't be going any faster than this anyway." You have to go the speed limit too. Yeah, yeah. I've heard people say that say they will purposely go there to slow traffic down. I think I had motherfuckers. I had a I had a van in front of me in the left lane doing seventy miles an hour on the way here, and I swear he fucking brake checked me because when I went around him, there was miles open in front of him. I'm like, dude, how about get the fuck over? Instead of brake checking me, get the fuck out of this fucking. It's the passing lane, you fucking moron. And you, everyone else is passing you on the right, which is technically illegal as well, but you're forcing them to. Yeah. Yep, I think UHP should be writing more citations for they, that. They put their They fucking, always say that they're going to, yeah, and they never do. Yeah, yeah, they put that fucking video out every year warning people they're going to give more tickets for riding in the for left lane loafers, mm. and it, I never fucking see it happen. I've seen a UHP cop doing that, in the left lane, <laughs> doing 65. Like, motherfucker, get <laughs> And it wasn't yeah. it wasn't like a deliberate traffic. Like a slowdown slow where yeah. they're trying to like clear the, clear the highway in front yeah, of like right. an no, accident or just, debris. He's just going home. Yeah. Going home after a shift and fucking camped in the left hand Probably lane. going to work. They speed when they're going home. Uh, <laughs> I got to get home in a hurry and to work I can take my time. Yeah. See, I speed going to work sometimes because I just go, go back to bed. Oh, yeah, because you get to <laughs> sleep there. So mm. Yeah. You guys are like always on the clock, so yeah, yeah. Glad that I only have to do it once a week, man. Uh, 
I so so I told you guys last week that I fucked up and missed my Moe's appointment to yeah. get them all taken off my head. So next week, next Saturday, I will be going to Mexico. I'll be boarding the mm-hmm. plane Saturday morning. And so Tuesday, I have to go into the office. Wednesday is the day that I'm supposed to have the mole on my head taken off by the dermatologist. And for whatever reason, I thought, okay, well, I'll go into the office on Tuesday, which I usually do because then I can go golfing, Mm. you know, on my way home, the golf courses on the way home. And then I thought, well, now I got to go into the office on Wednesday too, because I've got to go up to the doctor who's in Ogden. So I guess I'll just work in the office on Wednesday. And Tracy's like, why, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just (laughs) go to the doctor and then come home and work? And I'm like, um, (laughs) cause that makes sense. Because I, I, didn't, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I just thought, it's I'll, a work day. I'm going to be in Ogden. So I'll, I'll I should work. go to the office. <laughs> yeah, but you only have to go in once a week, right? And I'm like, yeah. I'm really glad I talked to you about this. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd have been stuck in the office two fucking days next week. <laughs> so that's that's been me. Uh, what did I, oh, Sunday I went and saw Christine Stenquist yeah. speak for Atheists of Utah. It was a very good talk. She represents truce uh which is weed yeah they're 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 working toward medical cannabis mm-hmm. here in utah which almost happened because i won't say the 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 proposition passed but the compromise really wasn't a compromise of basically them being like well we're gonna make it as hard as fuck for you yeah we're going to we're going to alter this Impossible. ballot initiative so that it, so that, yeah, basically it, it fucking, it's impossible to get it because they set it up so that doctors have to write you a prescription yep. for it, but doctors can't write, write a you pres- a prescription, prescription for, for a schedule one drug. Yeah. They reduced the number of dispensaries down from, well, it was remember. originally 15, then there was, they agreed on 10, but they only gave out eight licenses and even that's being disputed now. Yeah. To cover the entire state. Yes. It's, it's all fucking bullshit. So. She gave a great talk, answered a bunch of questions, several of them from me, because, you know, you get in a, you get in a group of people and not many people want to ask Re- things. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, I, I got some things to ask you. I'm wondering about this and about this. And I lingered after her talk to try to pull her aside and, and talk to her a bit more. But there was one of those boomers in there who decides that he's going to monopolize all of her time post talk to prattle on about whatever the fuck he was saying. Yep. Like just monopolize people's time. Don't let anybody yep. else talk yeah. to him. That happens at almost every fucking talk that I go to. There's some fucking boomer in there. Who's like, I'm important. I've been here for 65 years and now I get to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess nobody else can yeah. then. We'll, we'll all just wait while you grandpa fucking do whatever the fuck you're going to do. Don't worry, mommy's not talking about you. So I just, <laughs> so I just waited around forever and talked to Tiffany. Tiffany's yep. the president of Atheists of Utah. Uh, you know, just kind of chit chatted with her a little bit, talked a little bit about the camping trip, talked a little bit about what the board is doing, uh, the upcoming pride festivals, you know, what I can do to help, um, as state director here for American Atheists and getting supplies and stuff and, trying to coordinate all of that. And finally I was just like, well, I've been waiting for hmm, like half an hour and now the library's fucking closing. <laughs> so I guess I'll just try to contact her on social media. So I did. 
reached out to her through Facebook and uh, asked if she would like to come and be a guest on the show. And she said, well, why don't you give me a call and give me your phone number? I was like, okay. So yeah. I called her up and we chatted for about a half hour or so. And yes, she will be a guest on the show very soon. Did you had to have to explain to her what the show was that like to make her feel comfortable with it or uh, a little bit? Um, you know, I, I started off by saying, so the name of the show is Godless Revolution. <laughs> you know, it's a portmanteau of rebel and revolution. And it's pretty much an atheist podcast, but we talk about politics, philosophy, mm -hmm. science, whatever's on our mind, whatever we want to rant about. And I said, so I don't know if that necessarily fits in with the mission of truce, but we have a very large listener base here in Utah. I said, you know, we've got listeners all over the world, but the bulk of our listeners are yeah. here in Utah because that's where we're based. And we talk about the Mormon church quite a bit. And she's like, oh, no, yeah, I'd be, I'd be fine to come on there. She's like, I don't. I don't discriminate against anybody else's viewpoints on this is, you know, I work with all kinds of different groups as long as we're focused on this thing mm -hmm. that I'm working on. So she, you know, she, they've partnered with like Liberitas here locally, who's a, which is a libertarian local think tank. I always, <laughs> I always, I always kind of smile a little bit when I hear libertarian and think, <laughs> think tank, tank. At the, in the same sentence, but. So yeah, she's worked with them. And the way to prove that they're not is ask a libertarian where Aleppo is, right? <laughs> Aleppo, yeah, I, I really liked uh, Gary Johnson's answer uh -huh. for that. That was funny. Aleppo. So yeah, she'll be coming on the show next month. We've got her schedule. Yeah, in like three weeks, something like that. We're oh. we've got a change coming. Uh, actually, yeah, every this, eight weeks in the in the next little bit <laughs> because Ryan's schedule is shifting, and so we'll be changing our recording days. And so then it was trying to figure out which day we're actually recording on, what day is good for her, making sure that it doesn't conflict with anything else on my calendar that's almost always full. So yeah, she'll be coming on the show. I think yeah, in three weeks that should be. Should be a good time. She's really, really nice. Uh, she, she speaks very well and articulately and intelligently about this and has a very compelling case. And, and, yeah. um, I mentioned to her that we also knew Forrest. Uh, mm -hmm. Forrest is one of the patient cases that yep. they, that they hold up here locally as this is somebody who could have benefited from having legalized cannabis. And she herself had a brain tumor and cannabis was the only thing that really ended up working for her. So, um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be good. Interesting. I'm really looking forward to having her here. And I, I said, you know, we can do it via Skype or phone or whatever. Or, you know, if you'd like, you can come into the studio. And I said, we prefer that. And she's like, Oh no, I want to come into the studio. That'd be great. I, I much prefer. You know, like talking to people face to face one -on -one and having interaction. an interaction and mm -hmm. she's like, how long is it? And I said, well, we recorded for a couple hours and she's like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you don't have to stay the whole time. She's like, well, no, I want to make sure like I'll be there as long as we're talking and we're, you yeah. know, I, I have a ton of information. She's to like, share, she's so. like two hours. Can we do four? <laughs> I think she'd be down for that. And she's, <laughs> she's just really cool in, in chatting with her on the phone and back and forth on Facebook. She's, she's a really Really cool person. I'm looking forward to having her on the show. That should be a lot of fun. Um, we have other things to talk about tonight. Okay. Should we do it? Eh, we can. Let's do it. Okay. We'll be right back. Aloha, everybody. This is Nico Gonzalez, former Jehovah's Witness and a content producer for the Conversations with God podcast. 
Be on the lookout for my own show, coming soon, called If I Was God. You're listening to The Godless Revolution. These anxieties you're describing, they're very normal for this stage of sobriety. The fog is lifted from your brain, and now all these competing thoughts are trying to assert themselves over your mind and your life. You need to rework step three. Admit you're powerless and that there's a higher power in control. Well, I didn't do that step. I don't understand. I'm an atheist, surely. You know, I reject the story of some sky daddy whose approval I'm supposed to beg for. I skipped all of the steps that had God in them. Well, but that's most of the steps. I know. That's why I was able to blow through the program in record time. Because you didn't actually work the program. AA only works if you work it. Jim, your yips are directly related to this issue. You're white-knuckling it. You're trying to control your life and your sobriety, and you can't. So you need to find a higher power that works for you, or you're not going to be able to fix it. Hey, so all I have to do is find God in the next 24 hours. Is that what you're telling me? Mm -hmm. No, no, that should be a snap. Thank you. I mean, I don't even know where to start. You could start here. At a Catholic church? Real-life Slytherin? No. No, thank you. At least with Mormons, you get magic underwear in your own planet. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. Breaking news, everyone. Why do we break it? I don't know. It's breaking. It's just, it's new. It's breaking out. It's new news. Why don't we call it Justin News? Who's Justin? Why does he get the first news? Yeah. Because he invented it. Uh Uh-huh. Justin, the inventor of news. <laughs> yes. In all the places. Uh, no, we were, we were just kind of fucking around here in the studio and saw that there is a news announcement that Ed Smart, father of Elizabeth Smart, says he is gay. This comes to us from the Deseret Snooze, as I like to refer to it. <laughs> the church's propaganda arm. Yep. Here locally, uh, says Salt Lake City, Ed Smart, the father of kidnapping survivor Elizabeth Smart, posted on social media Thursday that he is gay, divorcing his wife, and doesn't see a place for himself in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Oh. Well, I'm glad he's leaving the church then. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they would just excommunicate his ass otherwise. <laughs> they probably still will try to excommunicate him anyways. Maybe. Being how profi- high profile he is with his daughter. Well, and I wonder if he's actually going to resign or just says he's not going to go anywhere. Mm. We'll have to see here. Let's see. Uh, this is the first time we're reading this. This is like yeah. hot off of the internet presses. Uh, in one of the hardest letters I have ever written... Smart wrote in a Facebook message to family and friends that I have recently acknowledged to myself and my family that I am gay. The decision to be honest and truthful about my orientation comes with its own set of challenges, but at the same time it is a huge relief, he wrote. Living with the pain and guilt I have for so many years, not willing to accept the truth about my orientation, has at times brought me to the point where I questioned whether life was still worth living. That's kind of sad right it there. It is really fucking sad, and it's because the church that he was regularly attending teaches that shit every yeah. fucking day. I yeah, mean, I just, I want to be a voice for people like Ed to to say, you don't have to belong to a church to have feelings like that. I mean, yeah. yeah. You can feel suicidal without well, any yeah. of those. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, well, you can, but. Yeah, I know, I know. But his church this, is that was supposed to be tongue, tongue in cheek. Taught, taught that the whole time, yeah. But I mean, for where we have a huge high suicide rate for LGBT uh, community here for mm. people who are teenagers, mm-hmm. he's 64 years old. Yeah. And he's still 
is having that same thought as young adults do. And it's because the church that he was going to teaches yeah. that it's a sin, that it's bad, that you shouldn't. You 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 may have those tendencies or those feelings. You may have mm-hmm. same sex attraction, but you can't act on it. Yeah. God made you that way as a test, and it's very very bad. Don't do it. Being gay is wrong and sinful and bad and evil, and you'll end up in in spirit prison and outer darkness. And well, God's a fucking asshole. You won't be able to go to the celestial kingdom and worship God in heaven. Yeah. From your yeah. mansion in the sky. Not only did him God give him the test of having his daughter kidnapped for nine months, he also made you gay. That's another test. Yeah. You get all the tests. You all get the kidnapped the child test, being plunged into the public eye test, the being gay test. You just get a lot of tests, sir. <laughs> Reached Thursday, Smart confirmed that he sent the letter and said it speaks for itself. Smart came into the public eye after his then 14-year-old daughter was abducted from their Federal Heights home in Salt Lake City in 2002. He remained in the spotlight as family spokesman throughout her nine months in captivity, during the trial of her kidnappers, and as an advocate for missing children. He said his advocacy work will continue. Smart, 64, wrote that he mostly watched in silence for years as many LGBTQ people, both in and out of the church, have been victims of ridicule, shunning, rejection, and outright humiliation. You see, he had to deal with seeing all that, be like, well, fuck, that's going to be me. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to have to go through that. And I'm not going to stand up and defend those people either. I'm just going to sit quietly in the background. Because if you defend it, you get fucking shunned too. Yep. I didn't want to face the feelings I fought for. I fought so hard to suppress and didn't want to reach out and tell those being ostracized that I too am numbered among them, he said. But I cannot do that any longer. Well, good. It's good that after 64 years on this earth, you've decided to change your mind on that and and be out and open and honest. A father of five children, Smart said he loves his family and always will. Lois has been a loyal wife and extraordinary mother who has had to endure an impossible part of this journey. I deeply regret the excruciating pain this has caused her. Hurting her was never my intent. While our marriage will end, my love for Lois and everyone in my family is eternal, he wrote. Elizabeth Smart said in a statement that her parents taught her as a young child that they would love her unconditionally no matter what happened. While I'm deeply saddened by their separation, nothing could change my love and admiration for them both. Their decisions are very personal. As such, I will not pass judgment and rather am focusing on loving and supporting them and the other members of my family, she said. Ed Smart said that many people have asked him what coming out means for his relationship with the church, which he said has been a major part of his life and a great blessing. He said it's very important to acknowledge the Lord's hand in his life, and to do otherwise would be to deny the miracles he's witnessed. So he's still going to be very... He's not leaving the church. The miracle of his daughter being abducted? Yeah. Raped repeatedly for nine months? Sure. And the daughter who was also taught a sense of shame about herself and losing her virginity to somebody who fucking kidnapped her and raped her, and because she felt so fucking worthless because of the way the church has talked about sex and Mm -hmm. sin and young girls losing their virtue and virginity not being clean that they're 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 talked about literally as chewed pieces of gum nobody wants a chewed piece of gum you don't want a chewed piece of gum you want to maintain your virginity she was so traumatized by that that when people actually found her on the street she wouldn't come forward and acknowledge that she was elizabeth smart because the church had taught her for the for the years that she had been in it, 
that she the, what happened to her was, was wrong the, and was her fault. Yeah. Fuck the uh, makes me so fucking mad. The LDS Church is a piece of shit. Uh, my faith is strong and unwavering, however. After considerable study, prayer, and pondering, I have come to a change in my beliefs. It is because of this change that I can finally acknowledge and accept my orientation. Had I not had a change in my beliefs, I would have likely remained closeted the rest of my life, he wrote. As an openly gay man, the church is not a place where I find solace any longer. Smart wrote, It is not my responsibility to tell the church, its members, or its leadership what to believe about the rightness or wrongness of being LGBTQ. It's not your place to try to protect other people from the harm that you have fucking witnessed for 64 fucking years? Yeah, yeah, I think he should speak out against... I don't think he wants to talk ill in the church yet. We'll see if that changes with time. This, I, I was hoping that this would be a much better story. That he would be like, yeah, I'm not, I'm gay and I'm not in the LDS church. And because I think what they're, what they say about being a member of the LGBTQ community is really harmful and they should fucking stop. No, instead it's, well, it's not really my place to tell them what to do. Well, if he would have said that, Deseret News wouldn't have fucking posted this shit. <laughs> Maybe. Smart wrote that he can no longer live trying to appease someone else's idea of who he should be and have come to the conclusion that it was never my savior's intent to change me from the way I was born. Acceptance and love is what makes the world a better place. The crucible of guilt and shame that too many secretly endure is something I wouldn't wish on anyone, he wrote. But I'm not going to tell the church that they're fucking wrong for doing it. Smart wrote that some people will say that he wasted years of his life by not coming out sooner. Others have told him he's giving up so much for so little. (laughs) Oh my god. And... You know how the Lord feels about gays. Ah. And concluded that he's chosen to waste his life by leaving behind some rich and amazing gifts. Because now if he's excommunicated, he's going to lose the power of the priesthood. And his jammies. His magic powers (laughs) will all of a sudden vanish. He can't sprinkle essential oils on people anymore and get magic to happen. (laughs) Uh, So it said that, uh, that... People have told him, you know how the Lord feels about gays and concluded that he's chosen to waste his life by leaving behind some rich and amazing gifts. Both are inaccurate and fail to do justice to the deep conflict involved in not being honest with myself and others for so long. Acknowledging I am a gay man is freeing, but it also hurts many of those whom I love very much, he wrote. In the end, people are free to say what they will and believe what they want, but there is one voice more important than any other. That of my Savior, who wants each of us to love one another, to be honest and joyful and find a meaning in life. I hope by Savior he met a really hippie boyfriend. (laughs) Smart wrote that he believes love is what binds people together. While there are wounds right now, I also know our Savior can help heal the damage with this revelation, which this revelation has brought, he said. Through Christ, love will outlast the grief. Yeah, he's still very much very churchy. That's the end of that story, and I'm very fucking disappointed. I'm happy for him that he's chosen to live a more open, honest, and authentic life, and that he has said out loud, apparently, or in this letter, that the LDS Church is no longer a home for him, where he cannot find solace there as a gay man. But 
instead of saying, it's not really my place yeah. to tell the church leaders what to do or think or say, how they treat people, you know, basically tell them that their life is bleak and meaningless and hopeless and that they will always be gay. They'll always have this test for the rest of their life, however they long, however long they choose to live it or however long they can, they can bear the insults and humiliation that comes from members of the church. That's fucking bullshit, buddy. Yeah. This also reminds me, because I thought, what I'm about to say next, well, it correlates. Don't worry. <laughs> brain thoughts. You're going to tie it all together? Brain thoughts are coming out. All right. So I was reading, uh, there's a thing on KSL. You know, sometimes they do like the, where people write in and ask questions for that fucking, I don't know what the lady's name is. They ask the questions like, like, dear Ruth, I have this question. Yeah. Yeah. And the question was basically like, dear how, Abby. So, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. How, how do I. Uh, come forward to my parents that I no longer am a part of the religion that I was brought up in. And it goes through the whole thing and it was all bullshit type stuff. But I'm reading the comments left on it and someone in there made the big long comment about how you should, you shouldn't leave the religion your parents brought you up in. That's very selfish and disrespectful <laughs> towards your parents. Oh, it's and, selfish of the person and, to express their own desires, yes, not selfish yes. of the parents to try to force yeah. them to remain in there. Yeah. And they're going through Jesus like, how, how dare you do that? That just tears the family unit apart. I actually said that it destroys <laughs> the family unit to not stay in that religion. Because families are forever unless you're and, gay. And I did make a comment on that one saying like, like, how dare you be a selfish person to make them stay in a religion that they are not happy and maybe don't even feel accepted in to make them go through that and, and basically be miserable. That's very selfish of you to say that person should stay in that miserable relationship. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. I guarantee people will come out to him and be like, you're a well, bad person. You're a you bad person. Bad about it. You should have just stayed in the closet and kept your family together because that's more important than your actual overall mental fucking health. You should. So basically they're telling that that whole deal is we're, we're encouraging you to lie. We don't yes. want to know the truth. We, we don't, it's, it's very inconvenient. It makes me feel icky and I don't want to think about it. So I want you to lie to me. Yeah. I want you Pre to, to lie to me for the rest of your life, yep. for the rest of my life. For as long as we know each other, I want you to fucking lie to me. Pretty much. But you should always be honest in all of your dealings <laughs> with other people. But fucking lie to me yeah. about this thing because I don't want to know about it. Yeah. And there's one thing that they can't say about him, though. Hmm. This isn't a, a, a young thing. Like, oh, you're young. You'll grow out of it. You're just going to be so you know, in your wild oats. Phase, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's 64 years old. These aren't phases people go through. No. This is them. No. And some people try really, really hard because they've been taught through religion their entire yeah. lives that being gay is a sin and it's bad. And nobody is really gay. They just choose to be gay yeah. because they're deviant. I have several friends who were married who have children who tried to be straight because that's what religion fucking taught them their entire yeah. life. And it ruined not just their life, but then the, the, the life of the person that they've married, their children's lives. Not that it has ruined them that this person is now gay, but they've caused all this strife and contention for everybody now because they tried living a lie for so long. Oh, yeah. And I love, like, that brings up another thing I thought about a few weeks ago. People say, like, well, there's so, why are there so many more gay people on 
TV shows and just out there like that was never like that before. It's like, yeah, because you know why? Because before they could have went to jail for it. The whole they, world's gone gay. Yeah, they could have been they could have been put into a mental institution for being homosexual. Yeah. Like they could have been beaten. They could have been killed. They could have been dragged. They, they could still car, be beaten, can, killed, yeah. or dragged behind a car. Yeah. But society as a whole treated Frowns you as a pariah for now. being <laughs> gay. Yeah. Until I think it was up. Wasn't it until like the eighties where they took it off the uh, uh, the list of psychological things that you could be amid, committed for, or like in the DSM? Yeah, or whatever, yeah. Where I'm they removed sure homosexuality from it, and yeah. where they stopped being like, "Well, you're homosexual, so we need to lock you up for a little bit, and we need to fix these demons in you." Yeah, yeah. Like they even there's even studies at BYU or was it B? I think it was BYU. They're saying where they were were basically what making gay men watch pornographic material and oh, if they the got imperative therapy yeah and yeah. if they got aroused they got zapped on yeah. their fucking testicles we're not gay and we're going to prove to we're going to we're going to prove it to you that we're not gay by playing with your balls and hooking, <laughs> hooking up sensors to your dick and then putting shocking things on your testicles. Yeah. And if your penis moves at all, guess what? You get electrocuted. We're going to play with your penis while you watch this porn. Jesus Christ. Mike Pence is all into that. He thinks uh, that's a great fucking thing. Fuck. It works. No. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't work at all. I mean, it was the point where, like, the, 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 the good old days of Hollywood, where the gay actors had fake fucking marriages to make them look straight. Yeah. Yep. People, and it's because other human beings are fucking shitheads. Yeah. Because at least now, and it's all based on religious teachings. There, yeah. there are no secular arguments for not being gay. No, or for thinking that that being gay is awful and gross and mm-hmm. sick and nasty. Those are all fucking religious arguments. Mm-hmm. Every fucking one of them. I mean, you yourself can personally think a sexual act is disgusting, no matter whether it's between two straight people or two gay people. Yeah, some people are into some weird shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not to in- you or yeah. to other people. It may be weird to them. It's a, a yeah. regular Thursday. I'm not into playing with mayonnaise. Yeah. There's some weird shit out there. I, th- I thought, I don't know. I thought mayonnaise was really big in Wisconsin. Oh, I fucking hate mayonnaise. I fucking <laughs> hate mayonnaise. Really? I hate the fucking smell of mayonnaise. <laughs> that's why, that's why I fucking boycott fry sauce so fucking hard. You fucking don't? hate this. Like you don't like, oh, I, ha- I, I had fucking, no idea, dude, it's been like five and a half years. I did not know yeah, that I you fucking had this level of disgust for mayonnaise. The, I didn't know that like, either. Like, I hate with, the with smell all the, With all the bullying mayonnaise. you do of other people at your fire department. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> I'm trying to think. <laughs> Putting up pictures, <laughs> touching people who don't want to be touched. Well, that's only, that's like, that's only the really homophobic dudes at the fire department. That's yeah. bullying the bullies. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but mayonnaise and like yeah, someone someone should just just take your pillow case off and cover your fucking pillow in mayonnaise and put it back. Yeah, on. It, no, you uh-uh. wouldn't even know until you went. To I would open my. I would open my door and go like, oh, <laughs> can you smell? Does mayonnaise oh. have a smell, dude? Like you can uh, open a jar of mayonnaise. I like I, I can be in the kitchen at the fire station. Someone can open a jar of mayonnaise. I'm like, dude, that fucking reeks. <laughs> Same thing with uh fucking boiled eggs. Oh, fucking hate that smell. Wait, are you well, comparing the smell of mayo to smell. the smell of boiled yes. eggs? When someone's eating like a boiled egg. What about if they eat that with mayo? Fucking even worse. Because that's delicious. <laughs> that's fucking horrible. That's an egg salad sandwich. No, yeah. no. Oh, you yeah. love that, don't no, you? No, I fucking hate that shit. 
I know what we're having. Oh. I know what we're having for lunch when we start recording no. on Sundays. Egg salad is delicious. No, it's not. <laughs> what about chicken salad? Hmm? Chicken salad. I usually don't eat anything with the word salad in it. Tuna oh, fish? Yeah. Tuna fish sandwich? You love that? Oh, I hate tuna fish. Is it because of the mayonnaise or because of the tuna fish? The tuna fish. Yeah, it just smells bad. I hate food. I don't like food. Oh, yeah. I know uh, you don't like burritos. Yeah. Like, I won't eat fish like... unless I've caught it. Oh, or yeah? Or it's been, like, fresh caught. Like, like if we went out and we caught those fish, you're, I'll eat it then. But I will not eat fish at a restaurant. You're, you're a food snob. I just have a... I, I don't like food. I won't eat <laughs> That's fish why I'm unless not fat. you catch it. <laughs> unless you caught that today, I won't eat it. Pretty I much. think it's pretty clear yeah. that I hate food, too. <laughs> yeah. I hate it so much, I just want to get rid of all of it so I eat as much as I can yeah. wherever I go. My mom but, used to make whole chickens with mayo on them. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> Dude, it crisps up the skin real nice. Mm. No. Keeps it nice and moist. Yeah. It needs a crispy skin to just bake it. It gets crispy anyway. That's why I had a dinner at work this last week. I just had a bunch of chicken. Like, I bought the small piece, the small thighs, just so it could have more skin. Yeah. Dude, now I'm going over in my head all of the different ways that I can torment you with mayonnaise. That's not nice. <laughs> it's going to be a really well, good time. I'm looking forward to I it. I should let you know I really hate bacon. I fucking hate bacon. <laughs> like that. I hate bacon worse than mayonnaise. Oh, yeah? So whatever you do, don't cook a whole bunch of bacon. <laughs> I had no idea that you oh, were yeah. this I passionate. Bacon with mayo. About how much mayonnaise sucks. Oh, yeah. It's fucking horrible. I fucking hate it. <laughs> Like, if you were sitting at the table next to me eating a sandwich with mayonnaise on it, I would get up and leave. Really? Because I fucking hate that smell. Wow. Yeah. But what about the smell of the mayo? The, the mayo, mayonnaise, <laughs> same fucking... What, about, yeah, a nice, what just about a nice BLT? You like BLTs? No. No? It's got lettuce and tomatoes in it. Oh, no. Oh, you hate those things, too? Yeah. Yeah. He does, he's not a bit, he doesn't eat very I'm many 35 veggies. years old, and I probably haven't eaten vegetables since I was a baby. <laughs> wow yeah i know i should be dead <laughs> no your your food eats the vegetables that's and... what i've always said yeah. i get my veggies by proxy there you because go because the cow ate the grass and the grain and it processed it through its body then it got turned into proteins into its meat then i we strip that flesh off of it and i eat it uh-huh but you need vitamins and stuff that you get from plants i get vitamin d Vitamin D. You drink milk. No, not a lot. Hmm. Well, I also take zero medications, no supplements, nothing. Huh. Well, well, that was a bit of breaking news that we had. Yeah. Yeah. There uh, you go. There you uh, go. Uh, and I'm. We're gonna take a little break here for a second. Okay. Okay. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hello. My name is Tony from the Conversations with God podcast. And as the name suggests, on that podcast, I talk to the creator of the universe, God. We discuss philosophy, cooking, death and diseases, amongst other important subjects. And you're listening to the Godless Revolution podcast, which is much better than the Conversations with God podcast. All right, Sky Daddy, let's do this thing. Oh, boy. God, I haven't been in this position since I was looking for Sandy Duncan's glass eye on a bathroom floor. She wouldn't have sex with me unless we found it, which we never did. 
had to settle for a bunch of mouth stuff, but this is probably not a great prayer. Okay, I, I don't see any way out of this stupid thing, and I, I was hoping that you could show me. Please. I'll wait. Still waiting. Oh my God, I feel something. Oh, it's like a pressure deep down inside of me. Ah, shit, I just have to pee. <laughs> Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Do you like the tax evasions, bro? I wish I was good at it. Evading taxes? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I've, I never evaded them. Yeah. Who likes to pay them though? But we got to do it. I I like I like to enjoy the things that my taxes pay for. I, I wish they would provide more stuff. Honestly, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I do like the roads. Healthcare would be great. Healthcare would be good. I mean, I am solely paid on taxpayer money. Yeah. Yeah, I'm tired of paying for wars and churches. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah. But I yeah. but I don't mind paying my taxes. I just. I wish I could pay for healthcare and not churches. Yes. That's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, apparently Todd and Julie Chrisley don't like to pay their taxes. And, you they may, are, and they are churchies. You may remember them from such wonderful things as their hit reality TV show, Chrisley Knows Best. Or if you're listening to this, you probably don't. <laughs> <laughs> I had not really heard of them before, I don't think. Maybe in passing somewhere? I had heard of them because of how douchey they are. This comes to us from the New York Times, published today. It says the stars, or t- it says Todd and Julie Chrisley plead not guilty to tax evasion and bank fraud. Stars of the reality TV show Chrisley Knows Best and, or said, the good Lord will hold our hand and take us through. Yes. Mm-hmm. Todd and Julie Chrisley, a wealthy Southern couple who project a public image as God-loving, straight-talking husband and wife on the reality TV show Chrisley Knows Best. I'm not sure if he's straight. Are now facing criminal charges. Yeah. Criminal charges. Not just little criminal charges. This week, a federal grand jury in Atlanta indicted the couple on charges of tax evasion, wire fraud, and hiding income from the Internal Revenue Service. The Chris Lee's accountant, Peter Tarantino... Wait, Tarantino? ...was also indicted on tax-related offenses. Todd and Julie Chrisley are charged not only with defrauding a number of banks by fraudulently obtaining millions of dollars in loans, which is something that Donald Trump has also done, but also with allegedly cheating taxpayers by actively evading paying federal taxes on the money they earned. Byung J. Pak, the United States Attorney for the Northern District of Georgia, said in a statement on Tuesday announcing the <laughs> Yeah, that, that was a perfect accent. So, yeah, yeah, you did that accent, then you read the guy's name, it's like, what? Oh, he's probably got a Southern accent. Lawyers for the couple. South Korean. <laughs> Bruce H. Morris and Stephen M. Friedberg denied the allegations laid out in the charges. Uh, like their attorneys are going to go, oh, yeah, they absolutely yeah, they did, it. did it. They did it. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, wait, you're paying us to do this? No, they didn't do it. (laughs) Denied the allegations laid on the charges and said a disgruntled former employee had fabricated documents that led to the indictment. Uh Uh-huh, sure. Or just said, hey, I got some information against these fuckers. We have no doubt that if this case ever reaches a courtroom, Todd and Julie will be completely exonerated, the lawyers said in a statement. But in the meantime, their reputation will be solid. And... By a shameful, unjustified prosecution based on testimony of a dishonest source who has somehow managed 
to successfully mislead prosecutors. But if a grand jury has called you up, I'm pretty sure they have looked at some of this evidence already and said, yeah, we got a case here. Yeah, we're going to hand down an indictment. Yeah. On Wednesday, the couple appeared in court and pleaded not guilty, vowing to fight the 12-count indictment. Twelve. They were released on $100,000 bond. We stand in our faith, and we stand in what we know is right. And that's not paying taxes, because the Lord said to. <laughs> Todd Chrisley said, according to the Atlanta television station WSB-TV, We are fortunate to have the counsel that we have, and our family will stick together and we'll walk this road, because we know that the good Lord will hold our hand and take us through. <sighs> According to prosecutors, the couple obtained millions of dollars in loans from about 2007 to 2012 by providing banks with phony personal financial statements and fabricated bank statements. Hmm. The Chrisleys did not file income tax returns or pay federal income taxes in a timely way from 2013 to 2016. And I'm betting you can't fabricate that. Prosecutors said the couple and the accountant, Mr. Tarantino, allegedly took steps to obstruct IRS collection efforts, which included hiding income, lying to third parties about their tax returns, and, in Mr. Tarantino's case, lying to FBI and IRS agents, prosecutors said. Mr. Tarantino did not immediately respond to requests for comment. Because he's in jail. On the Chris no. Lee Show, which debuted in 2014 and has run for several seasons, the family dramatizes the minutiae of their wealthy lives much as the Kardashians might it might do if they were blonde and lived in a 30,000-square-foot mansion near Atlanta. Wow. Mr. Chrisley, known as the Patriarch of Perfection, <laughs> has candid discussions with his daughter about her breast implants in one episode. Oh. And Ms. Chrisley is the daughter of a Baptist minister, Todd's business partner, best friend, and a supermom who does it all, according to the show's cast description. Mr. Chrisley's mother, Faye Chrisley, also stars on the show and is described as a serious gambler with a rebellious edge. Episodes uh. also feature a rotating cast of offspring, including Todd and Julie's children, Savannah Chase and Grayson, as well as children from the Mrs. Mr. Chrisley's first marriage. Oh, wait. What? So he's Mr. Perfection? And he's on his second marriage? Uh-huh, And he's a Christian who's divorced? What? What? <laughs> the series has inspired uh -huh. spin-offs, including uh -huh. a 16-episode show featuring Savannah and Chase's move to Los Angeles, Growing Up Chrisley. I wonder if they pronounce it Chrisley. Probably. Possibly. This is not the first time Mr. Chrisley's off-camera finances have attracted attention. In 2017, WSB-TV reported that the couple was under investigation for tax evasion in Georgia and for allegedly claiming legal residency in Florida. Huh. According to the station, it was Todd's son, Kyle, who had been estranged from his father, who noted the discrepancy. He's going to say he's a Florida resident until he goes to jail, Kyle Chrisley reportedly said. I mean, honestly. <laughs> Todd Chrisley denied the claims. Obviously, the federal government likes my tax returns because I've paid 750000 to $1 million just about every year. So the federal government doesn't have a problem with my taxes, he said in a radio interview. Kyle said on Facebook on Wednesday that he and his father were no longer estranged and that what he had said in the earlier interview oh, had been a lie. Because daddy probably gave him a million. 
<laughs> On Monday, Todd Chrisley seemed aware of the impending legal troubles. I've never talked about this publicly before, but there's been a cloud hanging over Julie and me and our entire family for the past seven years, he said on Instagram. We've been worrying about what would happen if we didn't pay them taxes. <laughs> We've been lying for seven years, and there's just been a cloud hanging overhead. I don't know what to do. Maintaining the couple's innocence, Mr. Chrisley said a former employee who had been fired for stealing big time <laughs> was seeking revenge and was blackmailing the family. The employee who was not named turned in phony documents to the United States Attorney's Office and told them we had committed all kinds of financial crimes, he said. I'm telling you all this now because we have nothing to hide and have done nothing to be ashamed of, he wrote. Not only do we know we've done nothing wrong, but we've got a ton of hard evidence and a bunch of corroborating witnesses that proves it. Anyway... When all is said and done, we trust in God, he added. Just don't check my paper shredder. A spokesman for USA Network declined to comment. Celebrities face the same justice that everyone does, said Mr. Pack, the United States attorney. These are serious federal charges and they will have their day in court. I mean, you don't have to trump up some charges. They don't like to render unto Caesar. Yeah. What is Caesar's? But, uh... You know, you work for the IRS. You guys keep a pretty good database of shit. We kind of know what people's finances are. Yeah. So you can kind of look at that and go, well, these these don't match. Well, uh, and, we, and we work with other agencies to try to spot discrepancies. We, you know, we get information from the Social Security Administration yep. that we compare against personal tax returns. We get information from various other government agencies that people have to report their income to and then they all send that into the IRS and there's various programs that just go through and look and see okay well this is reported over here this is reported over here this is reported here what you know what are the differences is it a plus or minus who's saying what and then we send letters out to people and say hey just uh checking on this cuz yeah. you've said this over here but you're saying this over here so which is it we need to know and so we'll either Give you money back if you've paid too much or tell you that you need to pay more. Yeah. You need to pay your fair share, the amount that you should be paying. I, I wonder how much he makes if he says he was paying, paying a million dollars yeah. in taxes. It's got to be a pretty penny that he makes. Because I thought it was like, like for personal taxes, like the highest bracket was like 35% or something. I don't know. I'm not a tax examiner. I but just know how you have to remember works. when you get up into this area, you're paying way, way, way less mm -hmm. as a percentage. Of yeah, yeah, income, percentage. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, that's like the more you make, the higher percentage you're supposed to pay. But then you get right. into all these little loopholes and be like, well, I, I gave to this and this and this and this and this. So now I'm down to ten. My business well, posted losses, but it's not even own. that. Yeah. It's not even that you're supposed to anymore because the way that it's set up with Donald Trump is that you get tax breaks if you're rich now well so uh-huh with that with that nice tax well that yeah package that's that, why i i loved it when romney was on one of the debates like i pay my fair share of taxes i pay about 17 percent. i did the math i'm like motherfucker i make way <laughs> way less than you and i'm paying like 23 percent mm-hmm like how the fuck does this work well you don't have all these fancy business investments yeah, that you can write they off can hide in i'm gonna make a bunch of money and then I'm going to say that my business had to, you know, spend a bunch of money here and here and here to grow the business that I can use as a tax write-off. 
and then I move that stuff around, and then I keep it in a place for a few years, and then it's totally devalued, and then I could just bring it home. Yep. And there's then, yeah. If you have a business, there are all kinds of write-offs yeah. that you can use and ways to get out of paying what Taxes. you should probably be. I mean, you know, laws are set up so that the what they're doing a lot of the time is perfectly legal, but it's not. But those laws are written by the people. It's not who, right, man. The, the laws are written by the people who own the businesses. Uh huh. Yeah. They get to lobby their congressmen to pass laws that are beneficial to them. Yeah. Donate to their to their candidate of choices campaign. And it usually fucks over everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, all the little people suffer because corporations are people, my friend. No, they're not. <laughs> nope, nope. Don't tell Mitt that. Mitt? Don't admit that. Your your 15 fake companies are not people. Yeah. Well, what did you bring for us this week, Matt? Caught oh, you I totally off guard, didn't yeah. I? Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. A Washington state woman participating in a fishing derby learned a valuable lesson. Put ja- bait on the hook? Jamie Baseglia, founder of South S- South Sound Salmon Sisters. Ooh, that's a tongue twister. Said she was at the fishing derby in, uh, in the Tacoma Narrows late last week when she encountered a group of fishermen who'd landed a small octopus. Oh, oh, I saw that picture. Yeah. <laughs> it was a photo contest <sighs> in the derby. So crazy me. Hindsight now and looking back, I probably made a big mistake. Yeah, she did. Basiglia <laughs> put the octopus on her face to pose for the photo. Oh, Jesus. I thought, this is pretty cool. It was a gorgeous, exotic creature, and I put it on my face and said, take take my picture. Then all of a sudden they notice, and I notice, my eyes just widened, and it had, it had put its beak into my chin, not once, but twice. Ooh. It was like a barbed hook going into my skin. Damn. Basiglia said her chin was bleeding for a while after the bite. It was a really intense pain when it went inside and it just bled, dripping blood for a long time. <laughs> hmm. She said she continued fishing for the derby for two days before deciding to go to the to the emergency room for the pain. Uh, she was continuing to feel from the bites. The octopus, believed to be a Pacific Red or a, or a juvenile giant Pacific op- octopus, had injected Basil- uh, Basiglia with venom. Siglia said she uh, has learned her lesson about handling potentially dangerous animals. Yeah. And I'm still in pain, she said. I'm on three different antibiotics. Uh, this can come and go, the swelling, for months, they say. Damn, I didn't, I guess I was unaware that some octopuses are venomous. Oh, yeah, venomous. I didn't know they were venomous, but you got to think. They got, the, their beak is is hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, the rest of their body is really soft. They can fit through small areas, but they got that hard beak made to eat shit. Yeah. <laughs> and you're taking this thing who's been pulled out of the water by some strange looking aliens. And now you're going to put it on your face. It's going to fucking attack. You're putting it near the hole that you eat things with. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hole by your hole. Yeah. And it's not there to kiss. <laughs> that would hurt. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But there's, yeah. there was the photo of her with the thing that's latched onto her face. There are some octopus, yeah. um, that there are some octopuses like around. Australia and stuff. Well, Excuse everything me. in Australia is poisonous. We know. Yeah, that. they and they can kill you. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't fuck with them. Yeah. I do like fucking calamari though. But that's squid. Hmm. Is it? I'm yeah. kind of yeah. surprised. Like you don't seem like a very adventurous eater to I'm me. I'm not. But you like calamari? I do. Oh, good. Yeah, they told me it was French fries when I was a kid. 
<laughs> curly French fries. Yeah, curly yeah. fries. Turned yeah. out not to be. I'm like, this is chewy, <laughs> but fried, it's good. Hmm. So what if you fried the mayo? Nope. That'd probably be even worse. It would just make the whole place fucking reek. Just a log of hot mayo no. with breadcrumbs. What about aioli? Aioli. Uh huh. I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, I'll have to make some aioli for you, and you can give it a try. It's probably got mayo in it, and I said, "Fuck you." <laughs> what do you or do? You do? Oh, well, you probably use marinara for your calamari. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not a not a spicy aioli. Well, uh, one of the restaurants I go to has like a spicy. Did you say one of the Russians you go to? Restaurants. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. It's a Russian ru- Russian restaurant. Come in to uh, eat. This place is very safe. One of you the Russians I go to. Uh, their stuff. It's like a. It's like a. It's. It's not a marinara. It's red. Uh-huh. It's kind of clear, but it's more of. Uh, it's. It's red, but it's kind of clear. It, it's red, but it's kind of like a clear gel, kind of like, like Russian. Look, but it's got like a lot of peppers in it. Like Jello. Not Jello. Oh. Like a jelly, like a like a it's, it's. I'm trying to think of like Asian kind of like uh dipping sauces, like oh, sweet and sour, like yeah, 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 like those kind of sauces. Yeah, but I I like that, like whatever their stuff was. It's huh. it's really it's spicy. Hmm. But it's hmm. not aioli. Like I don't a think sweet so. Chili sauce. Yeah, like a chili sauce. There we go. That's what I was thinking of. Okay, I got you. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Grant the Purple Dragon. Yep. Uh, whenever we go eat anywhere, if they have calamari on the menu. Oh, you yeah. know he's gonna order. Oh yeah, he he really digs calamari. Sometimes I go mm. to places just because I know they have calamari. Yeah, some of the best calamari I've had is in Moab. Really, at the oh. Moab Brewery, they have fucking wow. awesome calamari there. I thought I would have gotten really good calamari in Maine, uh-huh. but I didn't. Oh yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry. It's, I'm, yeah. I, yeah. It might have been the place we went to. <laughs> Probably. But we didn't have. We didn't know where where we were. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I figured it's on the ocean. They got good seafood. They do lobster. Yeah, I had, we had, we lobster. had, we had, we're, we were, sh- there's a, there's a video of me on my Facebook, really drunk chucking axes, uh, in Maine. And, uh. Just a passersby? Yeah. And, uh, we knew somebody <laughs> Motor- there. Motorcyclists. Uh, we knew somebody there who, uh, was a firefighter. Uh-huh. And, you know, he's also a lobsterman. Uh-huh. And we told him we were there passing through for like three days. Uh, and he's like, let me go get some lobster for you guys. And he brought us 26 pounds of fresh caught lobster from that morning. We were going to go out and catch him with him, but we were too fucking hung over to do that. Mm. So you're like, I'll only eat it if you catch it. Yeah, and I did eat it because he <laughs> caught Fucker. it. Yeah, it was good. Oh, you only eat it fresh? If uh, you catch it today and bring it over. Yeah. <laughs> I drunk called my mom that night. Plenty of mail. We were, we were fucking, woo, I think. Because we were going to Iraq the next morning. Uh, I think I was still uh, drunk when we landed in Kuwait. <laughs> like, we were all fucked up. Yeah? <laughs> it was bad. Like, it was so bad, I dropped my fucking paperwork for, like, everything behind the bed in the hotel. And then we got to, like, the airport, and I'm like, fuck, I'm missing oh, my folders. No. So I had to go back to the hotel and find that shit. We're, we're all just probably reeking of fucking booze in uniform getting ready to get on this flight. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a shit show. Hmm. I've had a couple flights where the where I felt bad for the people sitting yeah. around me because I'm sure I just reeked of booze. Oh, but there's about 15 of us that just fucking all the firefighters in that flight fucking we were all tanked. <laughs> Every single one of us. Yeah, well, and the 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 times <laughs> that I've been that tanked on a flight or that hungover on a flight, it's because I was hanging out with military people the night before, <laughs> like going 
going to do a, you know, teaching a training class on, you know, a, a computer program somewhere in the southeast part of the United States and then go, you know, teaching the class and then going to dinner with them and then, hey, you want to go to the bar with us? Sure, I'll go to the bar. <laughs> hey, let's do shots. Sure, I'll do shots. Uh, hey, let's let's punch each other's knuckles until they're bloody. Yeah. Sure, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, we had two guys show up at work one day with uh, black eyes, and one guy actually had his like nose was all crooked, and one guy had his lips split. We're like, what the fuck were you guys doing? Like, we were going punch for punch at the bar last night. <laughs> like, like you fuck, like you guys do stay in your rooms because you all look like you just got the shit beat out of you, <laughs> and obviously you just said you beat the shit out of each other willingly at the bar. Yeah, they were playing. I don't. I don't know if this is like a regular game or not, but when I went out with these guys to the bar, uh, they decided, okay, will you hold your, you hold your fist out and I'm going to punch your fist with my fist and we'll see. Bloody knuckles. We'll see. Well, it wasn't really like a speed thing. It was just hold your fist out and I'm going to fucking punch your fist with my fist as hard as I can. And then we're going to see who cries first. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds about right. Uh, drunk games. They're my favorite. Uh, but yeah, so then getting on the plane the next day was, was, I felt bad for the people having to sit around me because I'm sure I just smelled like a distillery. Uh, I had to look, 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 I found it. What are you finding? Oh, the video of you <laughs> doing drunk shit? Yeah. Throwing axes? <laughs> shit face. I think I might have seen that video. I, I think at, I think at one point in the video, someone throws a lobster at me and I pick it up and eat it off the ground. Like I'll, I'll just uh, uncooked. Oh, you... cooked. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. cooked. Yeah, yeah. Just had so many lobsters. You just cooking them and throwing them in directions. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yep. It was, it was a uh, yeah. Hmm. It was well, fun. that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, we have some more stories coming up. We'll get to them right after this. Okay. Hey, everybody, I'm Mary. And I'm Shelly. We have the Latter-day Lesbian Podcast. It's the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her life. Mm-hmm. And so we do that every week on a podcast, don't we? We do. You're supposed to jump in. Sorry. Just jump in any time. Okay. <laughs> I'm here. We are available on your favorite podcast app. Just uh, look for Latter-day Lesbian, where your favorite podcast can be heard. And you're listening to The Godless Revolution. Just about ready for the first pitch here this afternoon. Sitko making his spring debut on the mound, looking to bounce back from, well, a pretty disastrous season last year, where he had about as much control as an Amish kid during a rum spring at Burning Man. You and the Godless Revolution will be reassimilated in three, two, one. What else have you selected? For us to learn about this evening, Matt. Uh, Buddhism is the most trusted religion in New Zealand. Is that the worship of weed, Buddhism? Buddhism, (laughs) yes. While evangelical Christians take the bottom spot, a new survey says. Not surprising. Survey from the... Power bottoms. (laughs) Victoria University of Wellington (laughs) was conducted about a month after the Christchurch mosque shootings and probed respondents on their trust in in other people, groups, or institutions. Part of the survey included asking people how much trust they had in specific religions, religious groups, revealing Buddhism was the most trusted by Kiwis. Hmm. There are about 58,000 Buddhists in the, uh, according to the 2013 census. That's not a lot, but it's a pretty big population there still, isn't it? New Zealand. I have no idea what the population is there. 
I don't think it's I don't think it's that big. I think it's a few million. But I mean, fifty-eight thousand to a few million is a pretty small number. Yeah. Let's see. The New Zealand population is four point seven four million. Utah has like three point eight. Yeah. So yeah, not a lot of people. Thirty-five percent of New Zealanders have complete or loss have complete or lots of trust in Buddhists," said Doctor Simone Chapel. Director of the Institute for Governance and Policy Studies at Victoria Business School. The least trusted groups uh, in New Zealand is a minority Christian group, evangelicals, of which there were 15,000 in 2013. Hmm. That's weird that that's so much smaller than even Buddhist. Than Buddhist, yeah. About 20% of respondents had complete or lots of trust in evangelicals. Trust levels toward all other groups were effectively indistinguishable from one another, with 28% of New Zealanders having complete or lost lots of trust in Protestants, of whom there are about 900,000, and 24% having little or no trust. This was compared to figures of 27% and 22%, respectively, for Muslims, uh, right. Who, which yeah. <laughs> was about 46,000 people in 2013. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to figure out why there were two numbers, and then I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, and to figures of 29% and 17% for Jews was about 7,000 people. There's no evidence in the trust data of a meaningful trust deficit displayed toward Muslims compared to mainstream Christian denominations. New Zealand so. has kind of flipped all of that religion on its head. Yeah. They don't seem very religious there. It's which encouraging. Is, is yeah. Well, there's 900,000 Protestants, but yeah, out of almost 5 million, I guess that's that's pretty good. Yeah. A little less than 20%, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're at well, a little less than 80%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Evangelicals are fucking awful, man. They like, are. They're really, really bad. Yeah. I... You know, most religious people are just kind of religious in passing. You know, yeah. they they believe in a god. They they pray every now and then. They basically just think of it as this protective force in the sky who's watching out for them. You know, lets good things happen. Occasionally, bad things happen, but that's just life. Blah blah blah. Like they don't really think about it, right? They're just they're not they're not out seeking to harm other people. No. They're just going about their daily lives and they have this vague notion of some protective being out there in the sky that they call God. They don't, they haven't really thought about what they believe. They haven't really examined it. They're not super devout. They're just quote unquote religious people. You know, they, they believe in a God for whatever reason, usually because they haven't really thought about it. It's just something that they were taught when they were younger. Right. And they, you know, they don't, they don't belittle other people. They don't actively seek to, strip rights away from yeah. from classes of people that they believe are sinning or anything like that. Evangelicals on the other hand are fucking ass bags wanting the all the laws to be based on their shit. And... It's a fascistic fetishism and worship of some invisible force in the sky that they think commands them to not only live their lives the way that they mm-hmm. should that they are, but that they should make everybody else do the same thing. And that's fucking disgusting. Like 
Like the uh, school district that found a loophole in putting In God We Trust in the schools? Mm-hmm. Well, we've had it here in Utah for a long, long time. Well, did you see the the new loophole? Is it the poop hole loophole? Maybe. They put <laughs> up, they, they, they framed a dollar bill. They framed it? Oh, nice. So they can just put a, yeah, because it says In God We Trust. Yep. <laughs> yeah, here in Utah, I think it, it says that it has to be, like it gives actual size dimensions for for the sign stupid that it has to be displayed in a prominent area which means it's usually in the office where the secretaries and principal vice principal everybody has their offices that they have a sign on the wall that says in god we trust i just want to put a sticker on my car says i do not trust in god if if I were a teacher and I knew that I had to have that displayed on the wall somewhere, I would also put a sign next to it that says, this is displayed because we were told that we have to put Requirement. this Requirement. Yeah. Or if you have like one of those old, like the pull down projector things. like Put, for, it, put it behind where the screen yeah, comes down. Yeah. So you just pull the screen down and it's behind <laughs> it. Like it's displayed, but I have to put the screen down to it's do class. I'm prominently. sorry. You know, there's only so much <laughs> yeah. real estate on the walls here. Got yeah, to figure it out. all the rest of it is taken up with stuff that's actually relevant. Yeah. yeah, all of the all of the actual shit that we're trying to teach children here in school. Like I covered all the other walls with science quotes, <laughs> and there was just yeah. this one spot left. So yeah. yeah, it happened. I'm I apologize. Mm-hmm. What else you got? Um, I guess I could do this one. Okay, could you? I could. Okay. The 2020 presidential election has produced the most diverse field of candidates in history. There are women, people of color, and an openly openly gay man. There are billionaires, socialists, and a self-help guru. The Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders' view of religion is not particularly clear, but there are no known atheists. Non-believers remain few and far between in American politics. In Congress, the only one to publicly come out as such is Jared Huffman a Democrat representing California's 2nd District and a leading proponent of impeachment of Donald Trump. Huffman announced in late 2017 that he is a humanist, not an atheist. Because he doesn't want that label. I don't want the baggage that comes along with that label. In an interview at his Capitol Hill office, he characterized himself as non-religious, non-religious, humanist, spiritual, albeit without any particular dogma. I'm a spiritual drifter, seeker, would be a perfectly good word, too. A seeker. I seek the truth. Yeah. Asked how he would define spiritual, Huffman said, I'm interested in the morality and values that hold us together, the things that, through time, have really been the foundations of many religions, but I just see so much in organized religion that doesn't work for me, and I can't really find a fit there. Huffman, 55, has no desire to emulate militants, such as Richard Dawkins or Christopher Hitchens. So this already points out that fervent atheism is a bad thing in his mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and this is his hesitancy for wanting to grab labels like atheist or wanting to move more toward humanist or seeker or whatever other bullshit euphemism. All the fuzzy language yeah. so that people don't get their... Knickers in a twist. Yeah, so he still thinks that fervent atheism is a bad thing. A Gallup poll published in May tested Americans' willingness to vote for presidential candidates from certain groups. About 96% they were willing to vote said they were willing to vote for a candidate who was black, followed by Catholic or Hispanic at 95 each, a woman at 94%, Jewish 93, evangelical Christian at 80%, which is 
good. I'm glad that those other ones are are above it. Yeah, I I think I was it's say, very high though. The eighty percent isn't good, but it's good that it's less than the other groups that you've mentioned. Yeah. Gay or lesbian, 76. Under 40, 71. Muslim- See, and that bothers me. Evangelicals are above gays or yeah, lesbians. Yeah. Muslim, 66. And over 70 at 63%. Uh, bottom of the table came atheist at 60%. Followed by one, the one thing considered even worse, socialist at 47%. <laughs> I'd like to, I'd like to Those hear Those two the- go in hand to hand in hand often though. But- oh yeah. Well, and I'd like to hear what. You know, those those people who say they wouldn't vote for a socialist, I'd like to hear them define socialist. socialist. Well, as soon as the baby boomers die, that number's going to jump up to 80. <laughs> yeah, probably. They're still, wor- they're still operating on the Red Scare and the, yeah. the Cold War, and they think that communism and socialism are exactly the same. Which is Dictatorship weird. and... But that's weird, though, that a they lot would of those go people through a support whole... Donald Trump, and yeah. he's all in with the fucking Russians. I know. Yeah. Well, that they would go through a whole lifetime of Cold War and not know anything about what what it was. Not know a thing about how, after you come out of it, still know nothing about the enemy that was that you were against. Well, they're those godless commies. Them socialist commies. Um, most of the 2020 Democratic candidates make references to their faith. Former Vice President Joe Biden, a Catholic, wears his late son Bo's rosary around his left wrist. Uh which wasn't magical enough to save Bo. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren, a Methodist, said in June, my faith animates all that I do, like rain dancing. I think about all the time <laughs> that was wasted using those fucking prayer beads instead yep. of living your life to the fullest. Yep. The South Bender, Pete Buttigieg, an Episcopalian, has been praised for reclaiming religion for the left, while Marianne Williamson has declared, my religion is Judaism, my spirituality is universal. (laughs) (laughs) Nonsense. I am one with the cosmos. Bernie Sanders told the Washington Post in 2016, I think everyone believes in God in their own ways. To me, it means a lot that all of us are connected. Wait, he thinks everyone believes in God in their own way? That's what he said. Uh-huh. Okay, thanks, Bernie. To me, it means uh, that all of us are connected, all of life is connected, and that we are all tied together. Um, I think every... Yeah, so... Uh, so what would, ha- what would happen in the 2020 if a 2020 candidate came out as a non-believer? He won't they win. asked uh, Huffman. I think they would suffer withering criticism. There still is, at the national political level, the notion that you have to put some kind of faith out there. I'm not saying that anybody's faking it in the presidential field, but there's still a notion that that, that's one of the threshold things you have to do. I may not think that Jesus Christ is the divine son of God, but he was a great teacher, and I'm fat. See, again, hedging with this. And I'm fascinated by his teachings, and there are great lessons and values in them. I can have that conversation with lots of my religious colleagues. It's harder with the evangelicals who are on the far right and want to believe that their ex, uh, extrapolation of those teachings means that they're against gay marriage, climate change is a hoax, and other things that they manage uh, to work into their worldview. Sounds like this guy just doesn't really know a whole lot about religion, hasn't hasn't looked at it, hasn't mm. studied it critically at all, and just is going with the platitudes that he's been told his entire life. Yeah. Um, but, you know, current polls suggest that America will get its first female gay or Muslim president, uh, before its first atheist. 
I but attitudes are are gradually shifting. So, but attitudes shift slowly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and people people hiding and using fuzzy language like that mm-hmm. are a big part of the reason why it moves so fucking slowly. Like if you're an yep. atheist, say you're an atheist. You're the one you're the one giving extra special power to the religious nuts who say atheism is bad and that atheists are bad people by refusing to use the label yourself. Yeah. You're the one supporting those bad ideas of what it means to be an atheist by not using the fucking word. And showing, hey, I'm an atheist, and guess what? I don't eat your babies. Yeah. I'm just a regular person. I just believe in one fewer God than you yeah. do. I'm not going to outlaw your religion. Yeah. I want to eat your babies. I just don't. <laughs> mm. It's a struggle that God gave me. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those tests. Well, they're, they're still they're, in you. They're so tender when they're young. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this week has had a lot of conspiracy theories surrounding the death of Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. And I think it's fine to question his, his, the whole circumstances surrounding his death. You ask questions. Well, how did this happen? How did this happen? Why didn't, why wasn't he looked at? Why, you know, why wasn't he still on suicide watch? Why wasn't he being checked on more often than he was? Why? Were there no cameras pointed at his cell? Why wasn't he under constant surveillance? You know, these are all fine questions mm-hmm. to ask. What fucking bothers me, actually it more than bothers me, what pisses me off is when fucking dipshits just start spouting off with, oh, it's, it's a fact. He was murdered. I, we yeah. all know he was murdered. It's, this is the government trying to cover. There are a bunch of wealthy, powerful people who just had him murdered. I know that he was murdered. No, you don't know that he was fucking murdered. That's what you think. That's what you have come up with as an explanation for his death. You don't fucking know it. It's yeah. no different than somebody saying, well, I know God exists based on what? Show me the fucking evidence until you have sufficient evidence that he was actually murdered. Stop fucking saying it. You sound like a religious nut. And if by murdering him, they think that's going to stop stuff from coming out, it's not. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the trial of Epstein is over. He's dead. You can't have a trial for a dead guy. But. The FBI still went to his island, is still raiding all of his properties and gathering information. Yeah, they just released, what, like 2,000 pages of documents yeah. from the first time he was convicted and sentenced for his crimes. Yeah. They're still looking at his associates for yeah. their ties and their involvement in yeah. his criminal sex ring. It's, it's not like, oh, well, he's dead. We might as well throw this paperwork away now. Yeah. No. That's not how this works. Yeah, they're still going to go after his co-conspirators. They're still going to mm-hmm. allow, I would imagine, the victims or, or his victims to come forward and file suits against his estate so that they can receive some type of recompense for the yeah. harm that he has caused them throughout their lifetimes. But to come out and say, I know he was killed. Yeah. No, you don't. You sound like a fucking idiot when you say that. And then marking yourself safe from the Clintons. <laughs> Were people doing that? Yes. Oh, man. Yes. I saw that going around Facebook being marked safe from from the Clintons. And this isn't this isn't a right wing thing. And it's not just a left wing thing. I've seen people on both sides of the aisle 
saying, oh, I know they did it. They did it to cover up, you know, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton yeah. and Hillary Clinton had him killed because they're going to be involved in this and they didn't want him naming names. And then I see people on the left, no, it was because Trump was involved yeah. and he was going to name Trump and a bunch of Trump's acolytes and all of this and he was going to take down the whole administration and so they had him killed. Both of you are fucking wrong. You don't fucking know that. He's a guy that was really wealthy and he got caught. And he doesn't want to have to go through the embarrassment of this fucking trial and took the coward's way out. That would be my guess. I mean, he's in his sixties. What are you? Yeah. 64 or something like that. Oh, and he knows as soon as he gets put into general population, he'd be fucking dead anyways. He'd probably get the shit kicked out of him. Sure. I would imagine that they would put him in a, like an ad seg area. They're going to, they're going to put him somewhere with other, with people who have committed similar offenses. To try to protect but, him from people who like to beat on child but, rapists. But this is also a guy who lived in estates larger than the fucking prison. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, this is a guy who was looking at spending the rest of his life behind bars. A guy who owns private jets, helicopters, several mansions, boats, yachts, uh, islands. He, he owns more than one island. Yeah. Owns more than one fucking island. He had everything and now that was all going to be taken from him and he was going to spend the rest of his miserable life and it would have been miserable comparatively mm -hmm. speaking for him to be behind bars for the rest of his life he didn't want to do that he didn't want to have to go through the court trial he didn't want to have to have all of this information come out about him he didn't want to be shamed humiliated embarrassed and then yeah. spend the rest of his life behind bars so yeah he i i think he just took the coward's way out and he i don't know that for a fact but no, that's but, according to all of the reports according to the best evidence that we have available there's no evidence Yet saying that he was murdered or that this was part of some grand fucking conspiracy. Yeah. So quit saying it was what you're doing when you do that is feeding into the same type of bullshit narrative that we hear from people on the right about all this kind of shit. You might as or, well just go join fucking QAnon, join the red pillars, yeah. go down that whole fucking rabbit hole, man, and stop looking like a fucking jackass and making the others of us who are skeptics and rationalists who are waiting for evidence before we start believing shit, because that's what we do as skeptics and rationalists, right? We want evidence to support the things that we believe instead of just saying, no, I know it. Based on what? Well, just look at all of the things that could have happened. You well, don't even know yeah. that those things could have fucking happened. I mean, he, was he the first suicide ever in prison? Oh, I'm sure he was. It's oh. never happened before in the history if it's something of prisons. That, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, since it's never happened in prison before, that's kind of odd that someone was able to commit suicide while in jail. It happens, totally weird. It happens a lot. People and, don't want to be there. And I mean, our, our prison system is, is fucking garbage. Yeah. A lot of it is privatized to where companies run. Oh yeah. Mass incarceration yeah. places for people. They, they pay, they pay local politicians and federal politicians as much money as they can into the campaigns so that they create stiffer and more strong penalties for a wide range of crimes well, to get people longer sentences, get them put in jail and prisons easier have it much harder for them to get yep. out. And then they, they own these places where they cage humans like animals. And then they, because it's a for-profit company, they start doing things like giving them shitty food, restricting the amount of food they have, giving them shit clothing, packing them into smaller and smaller spaces yeah. together, overcrowding in prisons, not hiring enough uh, prison guards. guards and staff to, to properly look over all of these people. And then, it's it's all just a fucking racket yeah. to make money out of it. They don't give a shit about actual actually trying to reform these people or rehabilitate them. 
turn them out into society as as better people once they've served their debt. No, they are in it for the money. That's all they fucking care about. And then on the federal side and local side, when it's even run by the government, the government has been strapped for cash yeah. so much that it's making all kinds of cuts. The people, the guards that were supposed to be checking on him hadn't checked on him in several hours because they were both working overtime. One of them wasn't They're even supposed to, he's not even actual guard like the other one who was watching over him. They're both doing forced overtime. One guy... Probably I think they said it was his asleep. fifth day in a row working overtime, and the, yeah, they had fallen asleep. Fuck that never happens anywhere. Yeah. yeah. No. Speaking on the, the the whole prison thing. Yeah. I was watching. I, I like watching weird stuff. Sometimes I'm watching a, a, a prison show. The guy was talking about. He goes, "I need to get transferred to state prison like now." And the reason why he wanted to get transferred to the state prison because he was in a private prison. It's like you don't get paroled when you're at a private prison. They want to keep you in there. As they long want to as keep possible. you in there. They need to keep the beds full, so they won't parole you. You have zero chance of. You can be the best fucking prisoner in here. You're not getting paroled. You're in here until your fucking final day. Mm -hmm. But if you go to a state prison and you're a model prisoner, they have no reason to fucking keep you here. They actually want to get you back out if you've proven that you're good to go. You you go. Mm. He's like, so yeah, I want to get back to the state prison as soon as possible so I can get my parole date. Because they don't want to keep people in there indefinitely. Yeah. They're not making money off yeah. of me. Yeah. You cost money. Yeah, I think our government privatizes way too many functions that should not be privatized. You shouldn't, yeah. you shouldn't be making Republic, money off of yeah, well, yeah. I remember, uh, I can't remember if it was on like a, a YouTube thing I'd watched on or if it was on a podcast I listened to, where they went through the whole breakdown of private prisons mm -hmm. and when it started. And the companies that were all involved, actually, it might have been a last week tonight. With John Oliver? With John Oliver, yeah, mm -hmm. where he was going through the breakdown of the companies that first started doing private prisons and going through what they promised and then doubling the amount of money they needed for all this stuff and pretty much bankrupted the states. And like, yeah, it goes, the, the private prison system failed miserably right off the fucking bat and it all owned by like the same corporation. Yeah, well, and I've never understood how they can justify making this, making this something that is run by a private company. Well, it's they, not like they, our healthcare. And I've never understood why they try to turn this all over to private companies and they say that it's going to save money. How in the fuck is it going to save anybody any money when you insert a third party who is seeking to make profits? They're not just going to provide the services that people need and, and not inflate prices. Yeah. They're going to inflate prices and cut everything else that they can. It doesn't save any money. All no. it does is make conditions worse for the people who are suffering in these privately run prisons. Well, it's all like anything privately ran is going to cost a shitload of money. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's like the healthcare system here yep. in the United States. People complain that our healthcare system is so expensive. Well, no fucking shit. It's because we've inserted this industry that their sole exist. The whole reason that they exist is to make profits off of people's backs, people mm -hmm. who need assistance and care from their doctors and they have to go through this third party who tells them what they can and can't have and all of that all that thing it fucking exists for is to make money yeah there's no need for it at all if we get fucking rid of that and the government is just paying to provide the services that people need there's not going to be all of this overhead all this markup all right. of this bullshit that we have to deal with right now yeah you know i was gonna say i think the last time i looked it up for the private healthcare system it's probably the same thing with the private prison system uh, when I tried to look up their taxes and stuff, it was, I can't remember which, which website I found it on, but I was going through what they gave out for bonuses in like 2015. Mm -hmm. It was over a hundred million dollars. And the top guy, top CEO dude got like 25 million. And it broke mm -hmm. out from there down down. It's like, 
Yeah, and that's you, a lot of money. And when you look at the healthcare companies who are making billions of dollars yeah. per year, we don't need that. That's completely fucking pointless to have that inserted in between your doctor who recommends a course of care and the patient. Yeah, you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to go to somebody who's. Who's only going to tell you, well, I'd really like to make more money off of you for this, so I'm going to charge your doctor a bit more, I'm going to charge you a little bit more, I'm going to recommend that we decrease your care to this amount. Yeah. Because they're there to make money, that's the whole fucking point. They don't, they're not there to help people, they're there to make fucking money. Yeah. Get rid of it. And we're still going to need people to, to do the billing, to file. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, if you get rid of, if, if you get rid of privatized healthcare in the U.S., then all those people are going to be out of work. No, they won't because the government can, will be running that and they still need fucking people to fill those positions. Yeah. So then you'll be able to pay people more because you're not paying for this corporation to rake in tons and tons yeah, of profits take, to yeah. benefit their shareholders and the CEOs of, of the ticket. Insurance companies, multi-million-dollar bonuses every year. Yeah, it's all all of the all of the arguments against it are so fucking stupid on its face when you think about yeah. it for half a fucking second. This is Doctor Hector Garcia, author of Alpha God and Sex, Power, and Partisanship, and you are listening to Godless Revolution. That's the first time you haven't done a share. What's going on? Nothing. Not hiding anything from you, Shirley. Took your note about the whole higher power thing, and I reached out to God, and he got right back to me. Turns out he's the Old Testament God. He smote my enemy and he punished the innocent. What do you think God did exactly? He made Matt the Bat sick so he couldn't call the ball game and he gave me my solo booth back. Hmm. What about your partner? I have to fire her tomorrow. Remind me what happened to your last partner? I fired him so I get a solo booth. Why, you think these things are related? Very much so. Huh. Any hoodles, turns out I understand God a lot better than I thought I did. He runs a protection racket. You need something and you can't turn to anybody in the mortal realm, you call on God, you ask him for a favor. Someday, and that day may never come, he asks you for a favor in return. God is not the Godfather. I know. Don Corleone just had politicians in his pocket like so many nickels and dimes. God's got all of existence on his payroll. Well, you have not found God. And you have not found your higher power. And please, for Christ's sake, watch another movie. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! The other place where you find a lot of for-profit industry where there's a lot of reality and truth happening is Hollywood. (laughs) and all of hollywood is true well just keep that in mind let me tell you man i've been trying to get into the hollywood game (laughs) i have been trying to get into the hollywoods bro it's not all very true (laughs) no you you have to believe that for this to make sense okay this is uh rick wiles and he's got he's got i think probably he's nailed this on the head he's he's about to blow something I'm just going to warn everybody, this opening line may be a little offensive. <laughs> the whole fucking thing is pretty goddamn defensive. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I can't believe, well, we'll, we'll talk about it in, in a little bit. I, we'll just get straight to the clip yeah. here because it's, it's pretty loony. It's time to shut down Jewish Hollywood. It's time to shut down Jewish Hollywood. Okay. 
all, all of all of the Jewish Hollywood needs to be shut down. Which to him, all of Hollywood is Jews. <laughs> it's a cabal. <laughs> They're talking about murdering conservative Christian rural citizens in this country. That's no joke. It's no uh, joke, people. So this comes to us from Right Wing Watch. Uh, it says, Rick Wiles goes on anti-Semitic rant over new movie The Hunt. End Times broadcaster Rick Wiles dedicated his entire True News program last night to, den- to denouncing Jews because of the soon-to-be-released Hollywood movie The Hunt, which I saw the preview for, and it looks pretty fucking cool. I'm excited to well, see I it. I thought actually. it wasn't being released now. Uh, <laughs> which features a plot in which wealthy elites gather to hunt humans for sport. Wiles, who is deeply anti-Semitic and dedicates many of his True News programs to railing against Israel and the Jews, yet still regularly receives press credentials from the White House, declared that the film was an explicit warning from rich Jews that they intend to kill Christians in America. The Jews of Hollywood spent tens of millions of dollars to produce that movie. The Jews of Hollywood. Yes. All of all of the people involved in the making of this movie apparently were wealthy Jews. I'm, I'm reading on it right now. They don't, uh, these people don't sound very Jewish. <laughs> this is not a joke. This isn't satire. They're sending a message. You're a joke, Rick. Yeah. You're a joke. Get ready to kill conservatives. I don't know what to say to you people anymore. I've been trying to warn the people what's coming. I've been trying for years, and I'm, I'm being as open as I can. The Jews are plotting a Jacobin revolution in this country. The Jews are plotting a Jacobin revolution in the United States, according to Rick Wiles. And, and, and the production house that made this uh-huh. is, is Blumhouse. Uh-huh. You've probably heard of them. Yeah, they, they do all kinds of horror movies. Yeah, yeah. they're not very Jewy. Aren't they? I don't think so. Oh. The what's not very Jewy? Blumhouse. Oh. Okay. I'm not okay. Well, cuz that's what he's talking about. They're the, this film that yeah. was made by the elite Jews and it was Blumhouse that made the movie. Yeah. Which if that hasn't convinced you, what will it take? Next year when they're shooting you? Well, and I'm curious too why he thinks that it's Jews killing conservative christians in this movie i don't know because i'm reading the bio on the movie right now yeah uh it's so the opening thing it says the hunt a controversial film about a group of gun-toting elite liberals who plan to hunt down and kill deplorables is being threatened with more than just cancellation (laughs) this is from the new york post Uh uh-huh yeah it says the so-called political stack car starring hillary swank betty you know who the people are in it uh, the, so the features violent scenes of carnage by firearms between two people on opposite sides of the political spectrum. In the wake of three mass shootings this summer, at least one network, ESPN, pulls ads from the uh, problematic flick, forcing Universal Pictures exclusivities to rethink their marketing plan and potentially pulling the film altogether. Oh, so Jesus. this is so typical of the Republican poor me syndrome. Yeah. Well. And and it's pretty fucking rich coming from the people who are complaining that, oh, oh, those Democrats, they're all just about censoring people and deplatforming people and not allowing their voices to be heard. Yep. Uh, You know, viewing a back and forth battle as oppression for the Republicans 
is perfectly on point for them. Mm-hmm. Just like the Civil War is the 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 war of northern aggression. Oh, yeah. poor <laughs> us. We got we got attacked back, you know, like it's a war. Well, <laughs> Everyone's fighting. Yeah. But it says even even before the mass shootings and all this happened before the media got a hold of it. It said uh said after the film's incendiary plot was exposed, the individuals in it uh in its making began receiving death threats via email and social media and the film was uh officially put on hold on August 10th. Sources say the studio's internal security has been on high alert although local authorities have gotten nothing have have not gotten involved. So it says that they were considering canceling this because they were receiving death threats before these shootings even happened and it was officially pulled. So they're they're being terrorized and are going and are thinking about caving into terroristic threats from asshats. Yeah. That's a great way to make sure that those terroristic asshats don't do the same fucking thing over every little slight that they see. That's ridiculous. That's that's the whole thing about the, you shouldn't negotiate with terrorists, right? You don't fucking yeah. do that. You don't Well, I mean, you don't allow terrorists to set the agenda for anything. Blumhouse has always made some fairly controversial films. Yeah. They did The Purge. Yeah. That was not really, it wasn't as semi-political, a little controversial. Yeah. Uh, because of all the death that's in it. Uh, but they also did all the, uh, each month they're doing a new film on Hulu. That's like a horror film of revolving around any kind of holiday in that month. And I've been liking all those. Yeah. They make some interesting, gory, thought-provoking things. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it kills me that they would be thinking about pulling it or canceling its release well by capitulating to fucking assholes yes yeah. and it's not blumhouse that's gonna that's pulling it they would probably love to have the film out there yeah. they would love to put out there but like universal's like hey if we're receiving death threats and we don't want people to fucking start bombing our place if we put this movie out it's not like north korea is one thing we can handle north korea but rednecks in the u.s we can't handle. well but what message does that send to the people who are making these types of threats Hey, um, if I threaten more shit, I can get more shit shut down. Yeah. I should threaten more shit more often. I I th- I think in the wake of the shootings, they're kind of like, right now is probably not the best time for this film because we probably have scenes in here where we're there's a mass shooting that happens and... Yeah, but that's true of anything that they would ever make, right? I mean, but something in well, life is going to mirror whatever they've got. They've, the they've, they've done this before, though, where they pull the movie for a certain amount of time, let yeah. stuff cool down, and then, re- then put it out. Yeah. Well, and it's because our national attention span is about the size of a gnat. Yeah. So, so they'll just wait five months and then put it out. <laughs> Man, and it has a great cast. I saw a preview yeah. for it before, apparently, all of this bullshit. And I was like, oh, that looks great. I want to go see that. <sighs> Let's listen to the rest of this dickhead. Are you going to say, they told us. They told us they were going to do this. This is a Jacobin revolution. It is the French Revolution, which is coming to America very, very soon. And rich, powerful Jews are telling you to your face, we're going to hunt you down. We said, Doc, they'll make sure that the Trump voters never do it again. Right. Never do what again? Well, since the movie entitles some liberals hunting down deplorables. Uh, Yeah. Ah. saying they're going to come kill all the Trump supporters and him because apparently he's he's put himself in the in the basket of deplorables. 
I've been mocked for years for warning that this revolution is coming. You're welcome. I didn't make that movie. The Jews in Hollywood made that movie. That's right. It wasn't made by Presbyterians. It wasn't made by Roman Catholics. Yeah, it wasn't made movies. by Methodists. It was made by elite rich Jews who hate Christians. See, that's that's news to me. I didn't realize that. I thought I thought they were on good terms with each other. Uh, some of them. Like, yeah. What happened to all this Judeo-Christian bullshit? Yeah, yeah. Our Judeo-Christian values. I don't like Rick Wiles. Neither do I. He's an ass bag. Um, that'll wrap things up for us this evening. Okay. Because tomorrow I get to go golfing. Tomorrow what? is the start of the two-day Valley View Club Championship. I didn't get to play in it for the. I didn't. I know I didn't play in it last year. I think I might have missed the year before also for doing atheist stuff oh. that got in the way. And now that I'm not serving on the board for Atheists of Utah... You can do stuff! I can do stuff, man! I can have, like, a social life and do things that I want to do... What is a social that life? ...that aren't necessarily atheist-related. You don't, you don't have a social... You've got a social life. A work social life. <laughs> yes. Uh, before we go, though, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters. These are the sponsors of our show. You should all thank them as well for bringing this show to you every week um i i the the latest ad that we were requested to run was for doors and i was like no i don't want to advertise doors during the middle of our show we can do the the doors and i like their music <laughs> so you all who are not currently patreon supporters you're welcome yeah those of you who are Patreon supporters, thank you so much. And everybody yes. else should be thanking you as well. Thank our sponsors. Yeah, go buy a set of doors. <laughs> no, don't. Oh, don't go buy a set don't of doors. Don't go no. buy a set of doors. However, if you want to, you know, thank the following list of people, that would be swell. That would be Alan Firth. New Mania. Christy Kalbach. Gatheist. Larry Wilson. Stephen Andrus. Let them eat coffee. Two skeptical chaps. Vanessa. Don't be a Richard. Utah Outcasts. Janet Uter. Wesley Aaron. Andrew Vodapich. Jeremy Goodson. Brandy Hamrick. Megan Kennedy. The Falls. Jesse Pointer. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Freethinker 215. Two, let me fucking start that over again. <laughs> you get two this week, Freethinker. <laughs> Freethinker 215. Five. Krusty the Clown. And Mr. Black support Camp Quest. Captain Samples. Savita Kuna. Purple Dragon. And Taylor Grin. Thank you all very, very much. I, I hope that you hear from another listener of the show who thanks you for your patronage as well, because you are the sponsors. I, I'm not going to run ads in the show for things that I don't use, that I don't believe in, that I don't... Like, I know the things I want. I know the things I like. I know the things that I'll go out and buy. I don't want to fucking be a huckster trying to sell that shit to people who listen to the show. Yeah. Did you hear that flashlight? <laughs> okay, maybe I would let them sponsor the show. They could maybe run ads during the show. There are very few things that I would maybe consider, but doors, underwear, socks, beds, fucking, I have that shit or I know what I like and don't yeah. like. Like, I don't, it's just food delivery. And I'm not necessarily begrudging other shows who run ads because I know that they have to pay for stuff too and 
you know, they're hoping to make money and, and all of that. And that's fine and good and well. It's just not for me. We never started this with the thought of we're going to get rich. Yeah. No, it was, we just we started like it hanging out and talking about this kind of shit and getting I, ranty. I, I don't want to interrupt that with an ad for doors somewhere <laughs> or underwear or all of the, any uh, of the other shit that I come hear on, on, baby, on other shows. Come on, baby. fire. Oh. <laughs> uh, Next week, well, shit, we're going to be recording in just a few days again on Sunday. We'll be moving our recording days to Sunday, which means that by the time you all hear this episode, we will have recorded another episode on deck. So you've got that to look forward to. Oh, cock. It'll be fun. Ryan won't be here. Uh, I, I, I did a day trade for somebody that needed help. Ryan's going to be working. So be me and Matt. Yeah. Hanging on a Sunday. Sunday oh, afternoon. Going to get tore up. Sounds like a song. Don't have to work the next day. Don't have to worry about driving late and all that shit. We can get we can get tore up. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> and so, until next week, crucify those private corporations whose sole existence is to sap every fucking dime that you have. Leave mm. a review if you, too, do not pay taxes. Too real, you guys. <laughs> And write the show five times a day toward the war of Jewish aggression. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking big bladdered monkey. <laughs> or <a> chimpanzee. <laughs> Fucking small bladdered monkey. <laughs> was very aggressive. Tell me what you think of this idea. This is our next great venture coming up. It's fucking terrible. I knew it. Fuck. <laughs> We always get these fucking flyers from the neighborhood, right? It's a big LDS ward here. Yeah, they all know each other. They all get together for barbecues and shit and then invite like the whole neighborhood, the, the Southwood yeah. development to their, to their summer barbecue. And it's like, there'll be hot dogs and hamburgers and face painting for the kids and everybody should come. It's at the park. And then at the bottom. Sponsored by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Like, Jesus Christ is in all caps. <laughs> I didn't notice it until today Tracy <laughs> Tracy pulled one off the door. And she's like, why is Jesus Christ in caps? It's like, sponsored by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. <laughs>